Reborn of, King of Shoes after privatization from HK Stock Exchange Summary Bell in China has reborn into new blooming after privatization in 2017. When you take the hardship as normal, you don't feel the hardship. Part 1 King of Shoes, of China, from privatization to reborn The greater the mass of an object, the greater its inertia, and so is the organization today. The larger the company, the more difficult it is to make a organizational change. Many traditional companies tend to hesitate or even fall when they cross the gap of transformation though they have to. However, there are always some companies that can find the secret and cross the chasm step by step and constantly making changes, such as the king of shoe business, Bell in China. On July 27, 2017, Bell International, hereinafter as Bell, officially announced its withdrawal from the Hong Kong Stock Exchange with privatization led by Hillhouse Capital, CDH Fund, etc. at 57.3 billion RMB, about 8.5 billion United States dollars and the market was in a shock. But this day to Bell is also a milestone in its three decades company history. Bell has opened the prelude to digital transformation towards the new decade. Hillhouse Capital's founder Zhang Lei once said in a Bell's mid-level and high-level strategy meeting, the company that has the most opportunity to build the future-proof C2M, consumer-to-manufacturer, model in China is Bell. What Bell does is actually many high-tech companies we invested simply cannot do. Bell's direct operating stores in China has been with more than 6 million people entering every day. If we follow the same concept of looking at those stores' influence from the internet and high-tech evaluation perspective, it is 6 million DO daily active users. However, now the cost of acquiring online traffic has been more and more expensive, and the traffic trends to a retail business is shifting from online to offline and full omni-channel leveraged. Bell's 20,000-plus stores is actually highly valuable from Hillhouse perspective. Bell International Executive Director, Footwear Division and New Business Division President Sheng Feng, hereafter as, Sheng, also a core member from Bell Executive Team participated during the privatization, said, For listed companies, there will be many conditions and it is difficult to do a good job in the digital transformation. It is more conducive to the company's comprehensive reform and adjustment. Bell's massive digitalization exploration can be said to be the earliest batch in the industry in China as an well-established, legacy, retailer since 1996 of its brick-and-mortar fast lane expansion in China across Tier 1 to Tier 5 cities. Actually B. E4 the privatization is early in 2016, Bell has already achieved real-time online sales data dashboard monitoring in a centralized way. After launching a comprehensive digital transformation in 2017 followed the privatization, Bell has successively produced many digital achievements. On November 27, 2020, initiated by Professor Yang Guowen, hereafter as, Yang, senior executive coach of Tencent management team had an in-depth dialogue with Sheng. Part 1 King of Shoes Privatized and delisted from Hong Kong Stock Exchange, what happened to traditional enterprises till 2017? Question from Yang, welcome. Here is the first question for you. What do you think is the biggest change in the world today compared with 20 years ago? Answer from Sheng. I think it is the internet. The internet has brought tremendous changes to people's lives in the past 20 years. 
Bell's past glory lies in the initial stage of China's reform and opening up. At that time, it was actually an era when channels were king in retail. It was an era when brands and materials were not abundant. The organization of our retail region, retail management zones, was very sound. Our core competitiveness at the time was at the two ends. One was the supply chain, which was our own manufacture base. The other was the retail terminal, and there were 10 retail regions across the country from Tier 1 cities to Tier 5 cities almost everywhere with 20,000-plus stores coverage. In the past few years, Bell's successful experience has been mainly based on two factors. One is the maximization of available channels, and the other is the acceleration of the supply chain efficiency. Question from Young, why these two are your core competitiveness? Moreover, these two core competencies don't seem to work well till 2017. Answer from Sheng, the internet has brought disruptive changes in customers' shopping preference and behaviors. Convenience, cost-effectiveness, and personalization has been all changing. We have not responded well to the changes in customers in 2013-2017 obviously. The company is still on the inherent and past legacy track, though successful then, based on the legacy understanding of customer and services experience. Therefore, focusing on changes in customers is actually a major factor in our digital transformation change after privatization from HK Stock Exchange. Retail areas and factories have taken on much part of roles to branding, but Bell's own brand department was very weak. This was our situation at the time, which was called internally as, functional mismatched. In addition, from the perspective of resources, because the functional are misplaced, resources are mismatched, some were redundant and some were in short. Question from Young. What is it regarding the concept of, resource mismatch? Answer from Sheng. Each of our departments was set independent for years, and the functional departments and back office departments are not business oriented and fully aligned till 2017. Most of our resources were concentrated in the retail regions. We were still trying our best to open new stores like we had been doing, and good at since 1996. The headquarters, design, R&D, and even the new design and models iterative update in the factory were not enough. All resources were put in the retail terminals. In fact, due to the development of the mobile internet penetration in China since 2010 afterwards, the efficiency of pure offline has been declining year over year till 2017, but we were still investing in large amounts in the brick and mortar business then. Most of our company resources were all put into the retail terminals. This is what we called resource mismatch in Bell. Question from Young. Why can't it be transformed as a listed company? Will privatization from HK Stock Exchange give you more time and space? Answer from Sheng. I think privatization was very important back to then and we still keep the same opinion from now if you look back Bell in 2017. Because we need to take a lot of risks in our reforms in the three years afterwards to the privatization, and as a listed company back to 2017, we would have had to be subject to many external and internal restrictions due to the relevant rules of the listed company. But for a privatized company, it was more conducive to the company's overall reform and digital transformation. Question from Young. To wrap up, 
I think Bell at that time had been facing several common challenges for the retail industry before transformation and more radical reforms if with enough decision-making power, time and space in the organization. First, offline channels till 2017 in China was facing the tremendous impacts from many online channels. Second, the retail industry often in the competition of high homogeneity, e.g. shoes business to Bell, when the market does not simply grow extensively anymore from a certain point followed the legacy operating model, it requires more personalized services and more recognition in market of your brand to differentiated consumers targeted. Third, for retailers, especially for Bell in 2017, which has already its own brand awareness across most cities in China, its inventory management was even more important but was not well managed from today's angle. For example, in the clothing and footwear industry from the surface, you can see that they are at a very low cost status during a product manufacture process, and seem to make good profit from per commodity as long as you can sell them from any channel but you would probably ignore a large amount of inventory behind the storefront and along the logistics. Many companies actually lose money over excessive inventory and slower efficiency at running the logistics. For listed companies, the expectations from public and institutional investors shareholders had been making Bell's management team very stressful. Therefore, privatization is led by Hillhouse and CDH then has given Bell a lot of headroom time and flexibility to make some new attempts internally even at higher risks but can be with great results to expect. Part 2. How to use data to improve agility. Bell has made three major changes in its transformation according to Sheng during the dialogue. First, change from a single driver of the legacy business growth for almost two decades since 1996 has been changed to a dual-drive model with brand plus retail on parallel with the max business synergies along the time after 2017 step by step till now. Second, strategic priority for maximizing the offline retail network coverage and quantities as the routine has been shifted to maximizing the omni-channel network at the same time since the digital transformation. Third, from the rapid response of the supply chain now it has transformed to the rapid response of the multi-category along the entire value chain in Bell. The future strategy is based on the reshaping and upgrading of core competitiveness from upstream design and manufacture process to the retail terminal full coverage and diversified brands portfolio under Bell Group. Besides, the core strategy has been also based on digital empowerment along the chain since 2017 so far. The entire digitization process has progressed relatively early in this industry. And Bell has invested 800 to 900 million RMB, about 120-140 million United States dollars, relevant with digital and technologies in the past three years. Question from Young. I would be very interested in the digitization process and how it was done along the entire value chain as you mentioned. I heard that by the end of 2018 in your retail stores, all stores have been installed with a Bell's own mobile app and the store manager can see the total sales, SKU, store keeping units, inventory, sales of per clerk in different channels including from store and from online social commerce way, etc. Compared with the previous practices in store, where is the difference and what is the new value from your view? Answer from Sheng. First, we have realized real-time all-channel operations management. The store manager used to do a lot of statistical work manually in store, 
and a lot of reporting according to our previous five-layer management structure from headquarters to any retail terminal store somewhere in China. Now our internal data and statistics reports are basically automatically generated, which greatly improves our day-to-day -day operations management efficiency along our structure reformed into three layers from headquarters to a retail terminal. Second, we have realized the transfer of goods down to a single pair of shoes across stores from any other retail terminal of Bell nearby on mobile. If a Bell store has no shoes or the size of the customer asks for after a customer comes to this store, the store manager can check the inventory of other stores within 3 kilometers of the S. A rounding area on their mobile devices with our app installed, and they can immediately make the transfer decision and action to deliver to the customer in the bespoke store and convert the order. Question from Young. Is there an internal benefits settlement mechanism for this transfer? Answer from Sheng. Sure, for O2O online and offline integration, functional and new ways of collaboration in Bell in our sales and channels, we must first set up a clear benefits mechanism before any specific plan and operations into practices. At that time, our e-commerce department was assessed for its P&L, profit and loss, separately, and each of our offline management divisions based on retail regions, e.g. North, East, etc., was also assessed for their P&Ls separately. So, if you want to mobilize goods under their banners across relevant and interested sectors, you have to set certain rules which is different from before 2017 in the transformation process. I think for our independent retail regions and e-commerce businesses, everyone is willing to go online for out-of-season and slow-moving inventories, but the most difficult thing is make it go online for best sellers and new products of the season synchronized from offline to online. To encourage the online sales of best-selling products, we will also give our relevant independent retail regions a certain amount of profit from those products belong to them. In other words, we have set up an internal settlement mechanism to increase the enthusiasm and support of retail regions to online business. For instance, the commission to a staff working in a brick-and-mortar store for a pair of the latest season shoes is the same no matter it is sold via online and social commerce via WeChat or in the brick-and-mortar store where the staff works in offline. Question from Yang. Yes and I have heard that in this process, you have leveraged the as-it-is and potential value of a lot of shopping guides in store. Shopping guides don't have to wait until customers arrive in the store to introduce products, but can directly recommend products through a WeChat loop under the staff's privately managed social loop and the WeChat mini program link to shopping and payment. They can also constantly push new offers and promotions, or a new product on shelf now to a customer if the customer was ever connected WeChat with them via each staff's enterprise WeChat account. Answer from Sheng. Yes. We have not only completed the cross-store system leverage from many aspects, but also successfully leveraged online and offline scenarios for an order. For instance in 2018, we have already started to share online and offline inventory from one database to all retail channels online and offline. It was simply because the same service and shopping experience of customers in all scenarios has been becoming more and more important. We now have all our offline customer shopping data and statistics just like those conventional e-commerce businesses purely online, so we can reach out to customers and study customer behavior in an omni-channel way, not to mention at the support of Tencent's big data capacities from wider customer behaviors if they have also used any products or services Tencent provided not limited to WeChat. 
Question from Yang. Yes, I heard that between stores, you also have some gamified things to motivate your staff of competition but in a passionate way. Answer from Sheng. Yes, we have added some gamified competition modules PK in the store manager app of Bell, such as the PK for the connected order rate between stores and frequency of that to make sure each store has been supporting others nearby to them as a joint, zone-based, force to serve our customers well no matter which store they walk into, the PK for selling new products, and the spike PK for seasonal changes at a given time point, etc. Actually we do not only have a PK competition, but also run an instant incentive mechanism. For example, a clerk who participates in a training will earn some rewarding points, and he can instantly see his, her bonuses based on points calculation as part of our new benefits mechanism after 2017, increasing on his, her own mobile phone anytime and ranking to other colleagues. For young people today working in, conventional, brick and mortar retail store business like us. This is a very happy thing to them. Question from Yang. Can you talk about your current supply and digitalization, including product forecasting and inventory, how they have been transformed? Because I know that the apparel industry may look profitable on the surface, but there is a lot of inventory in the back closet, and that's where normally such a retailer lose money. So how do you use digitization to help you deal with inventory and commodity forecasts in this regard? Answer from Sheng. We just mentioned that an important factor in Bell's previous capital turnover and inventory control was our replenishment model. It turned out to be 40 to 50% of the first subscription order from the store, and the rest is all replenishment during day-to-day operations. We used to call it the subscription replenishment SR mode. Now it is called the subscription replenishment iteration SRI mode. The latter mode can be much faster with higher efficiency than the old mode before 2018. Iteration, means iterative research and development, replenishment, means replenishment of sold SKU for more volume, and, subscription, means first test ordering to sell and see the performance like before. As a guideline, our current, SRI, ratio is, 4, 3, 3 which is 40% of the first subscription order for a store at its first time ordering upon a new product, 30% of replenishment, and 30% of iterative R&D. It used to be six times trade fairs in a year before 2017, though now most brands in China probably already have no such trade fairs anymore, and they have all have transformed their business to become an iterative-based model, which can be iterated 11 to 12 times a year basically one iteration per month or even more as possible. The SRI model is actually also a new model for us to face changes in customer needs in the fashion industry, and we have applied it very well. Hence to answer your question, what value does digitization reflect in this process? For example, when we were participating the double 11 campaign stories behind this 11.11 e-com shopping carnival in China, pros and cons, in 2018, After the first batch of winter shoes went on the market, we found that winter Martin boots has become all of sudden in China as a very important category based on the big data and our omni-channel statistics compared with the previous year and recent platforms. The number of times of growth was significant and incredible. For instance in November 2017, our Martin boot sales accounted for 1% only of the total sales of Bell. If you work in 2018 then according to conventional and general product planning, 
it should have had to increase by 2% at most. But we think this trend reflected from our statistics back to 2018 can be an explosion with super abnormal volume, because only th. E previous click volume is used for prediction, so we need a little bit more of verification. To be continued, TRL Insights Reference Recommended TRL Editor's Pick Doing Business With and in China After 2020 Stories Behind This 11.11 E-Com Shopping Carnival in China Rise of Platform Trustworthiness T-Renaissance.com TRL Editor's Pick China Consumer Report 2021 A McKinsey View Sephora's Smart Retail Practices and Omni-Channel Experiences Revolution in China Part 2 TRL Editor's Pick, BCGX Tencent Digital Luxury Report 2020 Copyright. Unless otherwise stated all contents of this website are copyright 2020 Trade Renaissance Limited all rights reserved. For permission to use any content on this site, please contact service at t-renaissance.com.